you're listening to reality by ria few days back i posted a story saying that this episode would be really special for the srcc people and in a few minutes i'll be telling you why because today is not just any other conversation today we'll be taking a part in a journey from srcc to imf let's welcome mr watsal nahata hi watsal how are you i'm doing good uh priya thank you for uh, graciously inviting me and giving me a platform to express my views and i would say srcc has been a very very integral part of this journey so it should be more like from kolkata to imf or from like st xavier school to imf because srcc has been like i would say like the critical point which you know where where things really got very good for me yeah right sir all right so sir my very first question would be uh, tell us a little about yourself to the audience sure uh, so yeah my name is watsal uh, i'm currently 25 years old and uh, i originally come from kolkata uh, where i did my schooling from st xavier's collegiate school over there uh, and during school i was also interested in a bunch of other things so i've always been a person who does a lot of things simultaneously on the side so uh, at school like uh, i was part of the debate team uh, i was also very much into cricket so i've played under 16 and under 19 bengal uh, basically played cricket over there we played a lot of cricket growing up uh, and i was also involved in a bunch of other things in school then uh, in school i was always sure that i wanted to do my undergrad from india uh that was something that was very obvious to me and i targeted uh delhi university was my target so st stephens and srcc was my target um and st stephens i missed because of one mark and um, i was lucky that i got through srcc for economics uh and in hindsight again that was the that was a great decision because st stephens is on the decline sorry if i offend any of my stephenian friends here um and again uh, at srcc i was again engaged in multiple things did multiple internships was engaged in uh, the debating society and economic society in college uh, and then towards the end of third year i sat for placements could only get bain and company for their back end role uh, but i also applied for masters programs abroad in economics and um, i i got through several of them and i deferred my programs by one year and in that one year i took upsc i couldn't clear it i cleared the prelims but i couldn't clear the mains by very narrow margin um and then i came to the us in the us like um i re- i worked as a research assistant i again tried to do multiple things and then towards the end of my graduation i sort of started applying for jobs and this was during covid 19 times when there were two forces in effect in march of 2020 one was that trump like the trump anti immigration uh a uh, whole narrative was very strong and secondly companies were firing people left right center uh, during that time because covid was sort of uh, at its uh, not at not at its peak but it was really uh, messing with the labor market here so it was difficult for me to get a job even though like people could claim i was from yale or like any sort of institution it was still getting very hard to get job so <clears throat> yeah luckily 
I, I did get a job. I stayed in the US. I worked then for the World Bank for two years uh, where I was involved in education South Asia. I did like research projects, worked on like my main paper was like this machine learning paper I wrote over there. And then very recently, like three months ago, I've joined the IMF as a research analyst in their Asia Pacific department. And the countries I deal with are uh, Thailand and Myanmar. So this is a very long winded, long uh, winded uh, introduction of myself. So, sir, like, uh, I'm sorry, like, just to tell the audience, like, we were on the conversation off record, and he asked me to call him Vatsil, but I'm still calling him sir. So, Vatsil, um, my next question is that everyone has uh, some certain college memory. So, what is your favorite memory of all times? <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite college memory, um, like, I'll, I'll mention two types of memories. One is like a more professional sort of memory and the second is like more personal for me um, given that I, I assume a lot of your viewers would be students from SRCC right my for like my a very good professional not professional exactly but something related to like uh, being just a very SRCC experience was like when I so there during business conclave right there are multiple competitions right so I had taken part in this best manager competition, Maestro, basically. And um, they had selected eight people for the final round, right? And I was the ninth person, okay? Uh, and I just about, again, failed to make the cut. Uh, and what had happened was one person backed out that very morning when business conclave was happening. And the uh, event heads, one of whom is a very good friend, he called me up to say, you know, you were the ninth person. Uh, so... If you're free, if you're available, ajao, you know, just come for the event. Um, and I literally like, I, I didn't take a shower. I didn't eat breakfast. I just wore a suit and I just went for the event. And it was a three-day event where there were like eight, eight sub-events. Uh, like there was a poker round. There was a presentation. Like you had, to, you, had, you had to present something on financial policies. You had to manage a restaurant. So I managed cafeteria and company for like three hours. And there were like a bunch of these four, five other things. And towards the end, I came first in that event. Uh, <laughs> so that was a very good experience where winning an event in business conclave that time was considered like a decent achievement. And I was like at the end of my second year, I think. So that was a very good uh, sort of professional achievement in college. Uh, the second was uh, personal was more that uh, I think this was my third year. And in Hindu college, there was... Uh, Mecca, right? The fest that used to happen. And I think Salim Suleiman were playing over there. And after the event, I remember me and my closest friends, who I'm still uh, closest friends with till date from SRCC, we literally went from Hindu college, uh, the gates of Hindu college, till my flat in Vijayanagar. And throughout the walk, we were just singing loudly. We were just singing those songs loudly. And a lot of people on the road also joined us and they were singing. So that was a very unique experience. Like 10, 11 p.m. in the middle of North Campus, just like four or five people randomly singing their hearts out and other people joining in. And it, it didn't feel awkward or weird at all. Like such a nice environment. So yeah, these two are probably like my, one of my favorite uh, college memories. Watson, there are people who are not able to get into good colleges and they feel quite demotivated. So uh, do you have any comments for them? Sure, yeah. So I think I've realized more and more that in today's world where the internet um, has just expanded opportunities um, 
so seamlessly it's all right if you don't come from a good college because these days and i and it's not even these days i think even even in the recent past right if you work hard and if you are able to sure like the max to max that will happen is you'll be behind by 2 3 years but you can make up for those 2 3 years uh, by working hard by again uh, working smart being resourceful talking to a lot of people always helps uh, so if you want to get into a particular industry or field just talk to people who are in that industry that has been my approach um, and just um, try to get things done sure it may be slightly harder for you to get access to certain people because institutions like are a gatekeeper of like access as well and that's how they're structured but i don't think um you should let it be a barrier in fact i think if if you are from a good institution you have a greater entitlement bias right you feel more entitled that you deserve certain things okay and that was certainly the case with me also like at times when for example when i was at yale right and i couldn't get i didn't get shortlisted for certain jobs or i did i didn't get call backs from certain people i, I actually felt bad because my my assumption was oh like i am from yale or like whatever right and i got very entitled that way uh, that the world should respect me or give me certain credibility which does not which is not true right the world is very flat so i think it's actually in one way good that you don't come from a good sort of good institution so to say like a prestigious institution so to say because you you have nothing to lose that way and you're not as entitled as a lot of people are and you will work harder and climb the ladders and thankfully we have a lot of examples right there there are plenty of examples abounding right in the in the highest levels of the corporate and tech world where like people from people like satya nadella he was from the university of milwaukee right uh, a, a a university that's not very heard of here in the us and he rose to become ceo of microsoft right there are countless examples of people like that who risen up um, even at the world bank imf not everybody is a phd economist from harvard or mit right there are a lot of people from very very normal universities so i think you just have to hang in there more and just work harder and network more probably but i would say in today's day and age especially uh, your college or your institutional background is really no barrier in fact if anything it can be a disadvantage also at times yeah uh, did it mean that you have to uh, pursue consultancy and research or was it something that happened to you i think it was more something that happened to me uh, to be very honest because again like by the third year of my college so again like i've i've been a long term planner in some ways but i've also like been very open to adjusting my path uh been very open to adjusting my path if the situation requires so like in in school i always wanted to be a cricketer like i played bengal under 16 bengal under 19 but then i realized that i wasn't good enough to like go at a higher level right so i quickly switched gears and in so t- until class 12 i'd never scored 90% in my life right uh i used to always score like 75 80% because i was i would play cricket at the side class 12 is the time when i thought cricket is not going to happen so let's just focus very hard on academics just the first time i studied really hard like would solve mock papers for the first time in my life i would like solve the back questions and exercises in like all of these math books and like stuff in high school and um, then 
sort of SRCC happened. Why, when I was at SRCC, right? Um, I I was in my first one two years was just trying to explore and absorb as much as I could, and I didn't know where I wanted to go to be precise, right? And I tried my hands at different things. I tried like placements. I applied for masters, and I also wanted to do UPSC. But then UPSC came about from like an internship I had done in the Ministry of Finance, right? Which I again got through like pure cold calling and cold emailing, right? Uh, none of, nobody from my batch or like my seniors had done an internship over there, and I thought if I want to do it over there, let me just try and cold email, right? So uh, then my internship happened, and my internship gave me a lens that okay, UPSC is something I'm, I would be very interested in. Uh, so the, uh, what I'm trying to say is like I kept absorbing things. And I was able to course, not course correct, but I was able to change paths as I could, um, and and pursue different things. But that also means that I was very open in what I wanted to do. It wasn't like I was fixated that I want to do this, this, this. I wanted to do a particular thing. So then um, UPSC didn't work out, but thankfully I had like a plan B as well set up for me, which were these masters programs. And then I went for my masters. And during masters, it wasn't that I wanted to do. A particular type of job, I was open to literally everything. My only criteria were they had to be like they had to be interesting and they had to be well paying. Uh, so these were areas that I wanted to go into. And uh, World Bank and IMF sort of happened very gradually. It wasn't like it was nothing was pre-planned. Uh, but then again, you have to also ensure that you're building the skill sets <clears throat> that are important, and you're surrounding yourself with good people. So I am a huge believer in this. Uh, in the philosophy that you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, uh, and at SRCC I was very lucky to get people uh, because SRCC is so competitive, right? And it's uh, the moment, the day you achieve something, like your batchmates have the next day achieved something even more, right? So SRCC for me was that process where iron has to go through fire to become steel, right? So because it was so competitive, I actually thrived in that environment. I saw a lot of people doing different things and. That molded me to doing to doing the things I did, and uh, some of my closest friends. Like uh, I surrounded myself with good people, so I think that really helped. Even at Yale, like I would consciously make an effort to not be around people who were negative or who didn't have much ambition in life. Like I've always been like that. Just surround yourself with very good caliber people, and I'm very upfront about it. And even at Yale, I did that. Uh, so that is that is really helped me. Regrets uh, regarding your professional life or any decision that you might think that you should have taken otherwise. Yeah, I am a big believer in actually having a lot of regrets in life. So I don't believe in that philosophy that oh you should not have any regrets in life. Like I really have a lot of regrets in life. Um, so I think one regret which I can still correct and which I'm trying to correct is uh, not learning programming, not learning coding. Um, I think in today's time, right, like or even 10, 15 years ago, that's a huge skill to have, and you can build amazing things if you know that. So, but then the thing is, when I was in class nine, ten, eleven, right, which are like your formative, your your forming an opinion of what you want to do next in terms of college and stuff, there was nobody to guide me. That um, there was nobody in my circle or in my school circle that sort of guided me or I could have a conversation about when it came to like coding and programming. So that is one regret I have. Um, the second regret I have is actually, I could have studied harder at SRCC, 
which I didn't. Um, so I could have gotten a better GPA, uh, to be very honest, had I simply studied a little more. Like I really didn't study a lot. Like I was part of so many societies and did so many things on the side. And I was just having a good time that uh, I could have studied better. And had I studied better, uh, I could have like more opportunities could have opened up for me. Um, and I mean, the third regret would possibly be that um, I don't know, at, at Yale, I could have probably taken like more technical or mathy type of courses, but that's a very small like thing on the, on, when you compare like the broader, the broader things I've done. So yeah, I would say three regrets that like come to my mind very naturally right now are probably these three. But yeah, like I would tell your viewers that like, don't believe in this philosophy that, oh, you shouldn't have regrets in life. Like have a lot of regrets in life because um, they will teach you more and they will always act as like lessons learned the hard way. Uh, and personally for me, it's, it's, they are very good um, pathways based on which I can make decisions and think about the future. Yeah. What are some words of wisdom that you like to give to, to your juniors in SRCC? Okay, so words of wisdom, so yeah, I don't think I'm very wise myself, but I'll, I'll give like very specific advice uh, because I, I appreciate like more specific advice because if you want to listen to generic stuff, like there are a lot of other podcasts, right? But through your podcast, I would want to give like very specific advice. I think for people in economics, right? Um, try to write a research paper um, and you don't have to know crazy level of econometrics and stuff. Even if you know simple linear regression, uh, you can write a research paper and it will take effort, but it's definitely worth doing because you will really differentiate yourself, not just from your like SRCC competition, but wherever you go, it will always be something that's going to be valid, right? The second thing is um, try to build up some software skill, right? So whether that's learning Stata or R or Python, it's very, very important. Like even if you can devote two hours a week, right? Like I'm, I'm just asking you like, just give the most minimal commitment, just do it two hours a week. You will be way, way ahead of like, by, and by the time you're at 23, 24, 25 years old, your job opportunities will just expand like anything. Um, and, the, and the regret again, yeah, this is again a regret I have is, um, again, because at SRCC, which is sad that we weren't taught these things, right? We weren't even told that these things exist and like, and how integral these things are to economics or, data science or any type of jobs you want to get. So R and Python are like open source libraries. Literally, you can Google like, you know, how to learn Python, how to learn R and you'll, you'll get, get there. And it is going to be like, not, it is going to be tough in the sense that you have to figure a lot of things on your own, but it's definitely worth doing. Stata, you can like buy a premium subscription and like it's completely worth it. Um, so I would say write a research paper, build some software skills. And the third thing would be just learn how to network. Okay, like go for go for events, try to get yourself invited to like company events or events where you can get to just network with a lot of other people uh, that can be like, for example, if you're into CFA, like hypothetical example, right? Try to go for the CFA society dinner of New Delhi or something. Or if wherever you find an opportunity to mingle with people, just network and network with people, right? Because the thing is the first 10 times you do it, you'll probably be very bad at it, right? Uh, and that's how it should be. I was very bad at it when I started, but I'm glad that 
uh, I started networking very early on because I, when I was searching for internships in college, right, in my first and second year, I didn't have any relative who had a source in like some company and like you no know, got me an internship that way. I had to figure out like how to get an internship completely on my own. And I relied on LinkedIn and cold emailing and cold calling. And that's a strategy that's that still I, I still do today and that helps me a lot. Um, so I would say learn how to network. It's it's a very good skill. And by the time you're 23, 24, 25, uh, you'll become so good at it that um, you literally feel like feel like very confident in your own self, you know, uh, about whatever you want to do. Another specific advice I would give is like really focus on academics. Um, a lot of people, it's it's a very non-sexy, non-fashionable advice, right? Like um, something that's given by our parents, but our parents are actually wise that way, right? That focus on academics, like get a good GPA, it, it will really help you. Um, don't buy into this whole narrative that, you know, academics don't matter. Like the only reason you've come to SRCC, for example, is that you have you were good in academics. The only reason, 95% of the reason why you'll get through an IM, ABC, for example, uh, is that you have, you, you, you scored so well in the CAT exam. So my, my advice is like, yeah, build software skills, write a research paper, just network very well, learn how to network in like just your, the ability should be, you can just walk up to a stranger and talk to them for five, 10 minutes, right? Um, introduce yourself, get their insights. What do they do? Tell about yourself. Uh, that's a very important skill and something I've come to appreciate more when I came to America. Um, and the fourth thing, as I said, was like, just focus on your academics. That's the reason why you got here. That's the reason why a lot of people go to IMs, right? And uh, it's a very central part, at least in your formative years of where you can actually land up. So that would be like my uh, my specific advice on, on what to do. So uh, before winding up the session, I'm going to ask you one last question. That is, uh, if you could have dinner with any three people, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Okay. Um, any three people I could have dinner with. I think one would uh, be Mahatma Gandhi for sure. Um, because I think his autobiography has really inspired me, like the way he thought. And uh, a lot of people don't know about what they don't know about him is throughout his life, he founded and co-founded more than 100 organizations, like grassroots organizations, right? So I would want to know get that experience of like, uh, yeah, be able to like get that experience. And of course, like, because I read his autobiography, it has really inspired me. Second person would probably be like Barack Obama, um, because again, I've I'm currently reading his book, and for someone like him uh, to be a black person in America and rise up to become president is a huge, huge deal. Like I'm realizing it more and more as I live in America, like how the society is structured here. Um, so I think that would be that would be the second person, and the third person I think would be probably my own grandfather. Um, who passed away when I was uh, like in the middle of my class 12 boards. I think he was a very, like I didn't, like now I appreciate the things he, the advice he would give me when I was younger. Like when I was young, I couldn't, I didn't have the depth or the grasp to understand what he was really saying, but he was a very self-made man, like left his village in Rajasthan at the age of 13 and came to Calcutta and set up a business at the age of 13. And, you know, uh, really succeeded a lot so uh, I, I think yeah that would be the third person I would want to have so yeah <laughs> that was a really beautiful answer and 
that was one really inspirational podcast so thank you so much for joining in absolutely thanks a lot uh, yeah i think part in part in terms of parting words i would just say that um, yeah like just keep working hard whoever is listening to this and um, try to build something of your own as well uh, it's very important like how you are doing this podcast right like do something that's completely yours and where you get to use your creative energies i think the internet really allows that and yeah just just work hard and and feel free to reach out to me like on my linkedin or whatever i'm more than available to to like answer stuff and yeah 